and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast that takes you behind the audition room doors and shows you what happens when castings don't quite go to plan. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Walford. I am the host of the show and I've worked in the entertainment world for about 15 years now, both on and off stage, so both sides of the casting room table. And I'm here to share with our guest some of our favourite listener-submitted audition stories of the week. That's right, times in a casting where it turned into an absolute disaster, something really embarrassing happened, or the whole day was straight out of a nightmare. (laughs) It's really funny, cathartic, and we are here to remind you it's okay for things not to go well. My guest this week is actor, stand-up comedian, DJ, and all-around brilliant person, Mr. Ori Styler. If you don't know Ori, you might well have seen his viral clip uh, (laughs) going around socials a few years ago of his sniper pose. Uh, He's got a Radio London show on BBC Radio London. He's been on Jonathan Ross's Comedy Club on ITV over Christmas time. Loads of stuff on ITV. He's he's just a general, all-round, talented soul. Uh, me and Ori go way back, as you will hear in the show. We talk a little bit about our time doing kids' parties and working together back in a few years ago. He's just brilliant, and I have waited to get him on the show for a long time, so I'm really, really excited. If this is your first time listening to the show... Please enjoy it and let us know that you're listening on socials. Tag us at Don't Call Us Pod. Take a screen grab of yourself listening to it and take a selfie of your reactions to the stories. We love to see how you react to the stories. We're on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok as well, because apparently I've got to be on TikTok these days. I'm a granddad. I've no idea what it is. <laughs> um, if you have a story that you'd like to submit to the show, then please do email it to us at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. If you're listening to the podcast and you think, oh my God, something like that happened to me, send it in an email. It'll all be anonymized. No one will be able to identify you. <laughs> so there's no shame in telling the show what happened. And you can share it with our listeners and free it out into the world. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into the podcast this week. As you know, if you've listened before, and if you don't, I will tell you now, we start the show every week by asking our guests how they are in auditions. Do they panic? Do they fill themselves with anxiety? What do auditions mean to them? Enjoy the show with Ori Styler. I like personality auditions where they just want to speak to you to find out more about you and how you can bubble and bounce off what they ask you on the spot. In terms of learning scripts and then delivering, I'm okay with those, but I'm not the biggest of fans because I'm too busy focusing on get your lines right rather than just the looseness of delivering what they want you to deliver um, in the way that you in the way that they can see you as the character. I find myself too stuck on making sure I at least get all the beats of the words that I need to get down. And when you get given an audition script for, I don't know, tomorrow, uh, and you've only got the night to do it, that's the worst for me. If, I, if I've been given like three, four days and I have the time to study, then it, it's a lot easier. But the problem is, is with how busy we can get, uh, well, pre- before what's been going on in the world now, you find that it's hard to, to have to study maybe one script and maybe you have to do another one for another audition, get all the beats correct, and then focus on how am I delivering the character as opposed to just how am I getting all the words out that's needed. So you benefit. And that's my biggest thing. You benefit a bit more from a little bit more planning time. Uh, either from a little bit more planning time or for the audition to be a lot more like free. Cause I'm, as I'm, I prefer being less scripted mm. 
and being able to deliver the character they want me to deliver without having to follow the words over the character, if that makes sense. If it's not like, it, like I, sometimes you go, into, in, you go into an audition thinking that you have to make sure you get the monologue down over get the, the character that they want from the monologue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and that's my that's my biggest hurdle, I think. It's that saying that an audition shouldn't be a memory test. Yeah, and and that's what I'm still trying to learn to to break that it's not a memory test. I need to, I ne- I need to be able to go. All right, who is the character they want to see, and then just focus on that. Yeah, I suppose if you can show flares of the character, well, it's not. I suppose I know if you if you can show flares of a character that they're looking for, or even that mm. you're malleable to the point that they're going to want you for creatively. That's yeah that's more useful to a director surely than 100%. than four pages of p- perfect script down that's why if ever i cast something i yeah. never mind if somebody has the script in their hand i would rather you read looking down at the script every now and again to double check where you are but giving me the character than having it word perfect and reading it like a well something cu- like a cardboard cutout or something do you find that everyone everyone is like that, or do you? Oh, sorry, do you find the majority of people are like that, or would they prefer you know all the lines and they kind of want you to be prepped? I've. It's been a while since I auditioned like that, um, and again, weirdly now, if I ever have to go in for something now, it's much more because it's like for something like altogether now, where it's about me, yeah. me as a career person. But when I the feedback from our clients when they go for auditions, it's it really depends on who's casting. And I think after the the gestures into the void, this um, after everything comes back from this, I think or I hope at least things will reset somewhat to being more in favor of not being a memory test because it. Yeah, I appreciate in some instances, certainly when it comes to more classic text and maybe Shakespeare or if it's a film, mm. you know, if it's maybe a film that's very specific wording wise, maybe it's a World War Two thing or it's a, like a there's lots of scientific terminology yeah, yeah. or something you yeah. have to get right. There is that element of a memory test in it for a good reason. But in general, it would be great if that moved away from <laughs> it would be it, it would be great if people realized that. There's a lot going on inside people's heads at the moment, <laughs> and it isn't all. Yeah, this is. It's, it's, yeah, buy this Snickers. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you prefer live auditions or self tapes? Oh, I always always prefer live auditions. We were we were talking about this in the last few episodes. It's it's a necessity now that they happen. But when I trained, self tapes just weren't a thing. They, they I'd never heard the phrase self tape until about four years ago, and historically situations that I'd been in that you. You really rush because you get told you can't miss this audition. You can't do that. Okay, well, if I'm in Glasgow doing a show at three o'clock in the afternoon, I ain't getting to London for 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not going to do it, is it? Yeah, it's not going to happen, yeah. So a quick self-tape would have been... (laughs) Granted, technology on mobile phones is much better than it was back then. But it's... I prefer being in person because I find it easier to read someone's context and read someone's vibe in person. But I really appreciate the way that self-tapes are now. How about you? Do you enjoy taping for something or do you? Uh, I Live auditions, but I, I'm notorious. My managers love and hate me at the same time for something <laughs> I do with self-tapes. I So I do a self-tape like I'm also the director, cameraman, editor of the movie. <laughs> so they get, I've done a self-tape where I edited it. So rather than just me delivering the character or delivering the, the scene that was needed, to camera 
I've edited it like, there was a scene where I had to look outside and there was a burning car and I had to pretend like the car wasn't gonna distract me from the product that I was consuming. And I got up and went to the window and I edited it. I edited in a burning car <laughs> with with like animation on top of the car of it on fire <laughs> and sound effects and all sorts. And my managers were like, this is out of this world. Like you've done all of this. You've done basically a part of their job. You've made the advert for them, but you've actually done too much. Yeah. And I am notorious for that. And I think it's because when I watch it back, I can't feel what it is I'm delivering just by watching me without the context of what it is I'm delivering for. So it's hard, it's hard for me. I feel like I haven't done enough. But then when I look at, when I look at the finished product of when I've edited it, I'm like, I see this is this. See, now they'll see that it makes sense. Now <laughs> they'll be able to see that I'm good for the advert because look at how fit I am. And I've got, and I've actually won auditions because of it. But my management are like, but where we ask you to do like three or four self tapes in a, in a, over a weekend, it, you have to do <laughs> one, and then you're editing it down, and you're almost giving. You have to do the script. Oh, man, I I do way too much for the for the audition, and it's and and they they're like, look, we can't just send you one and then expect it back the next morning because we know what you're like. You're going to be the guy that studies the script. You're going to set the scene. You're going to move your house around. You're going to get additional lighting. You're going to, I'm that person. It's so bad. I need to stop doing that. Ori, we've got I'm, this, I'm obsessive. Uh, got this casting for you. It's just a nice and simple thing for a can of Coke. I just need to open a can of Coke, drink it, and that's fine. And then they get back in their inbox a Michael Bay film. Oh, and <laughs> mate, you're in the city. There was a man with a Coke. Like you're hearing the voiceover. <laughs> As you can hear, he's opened it up. And it's it's really bad that I Panic in your eyes, looking around. You you get like the little camera zoom in where the water drops somewhere. The condensation off the outside of the bottle. Full credits at the end of the advert. Ori, it was 10 seconds. It was 10 seconds, right? No animals were harmed. Uh, like thanking the cities that I was in taking yeah. part in this movie. And then an invoice it's a, it's a for your time. So yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, oh, uh, that's brilliant. I don't think I've ever had anyone quite do that. But I will it's, say it's, that the, yeah. the further lockdown has gone on, it's both been refreshing because it shows a real passion and a, and a, a kind of interest and investment of time and money into their careers but yeah it's back in when it back when it started self tapes that were coming in you know not very thick and fast because of the complete shutdown but they started off yeah. being a bit grainier a bit wobbly then you can see when our clients have bought tripods you can see when a yeah, ring, you, you can, can tell when that ring, ring light <laughs> on their glasses a reflection or something yeah of course <laughs> and by now it's uh, uh they've got a gimbal they've, <laughs> they've got fairy lights and a green all, screen all of that <laughs> I all I like that. that though, but I like the fact that of all the things to happen for the industry, and I hate that phrase, the industry, because it's a wide ranging thing. People have at least had a little bit of time to practice, and it doesn't matter if you haven't had a self tape in this time. That's fine. It's also yeah, yeah. fine if you've had loads of self tapes in this time. That's also fine. It's as long as you don't use that as like a quantifiable thing to say, well, he's got loads. Why haven't I got anything? Doesn't matter. It's still yeah. bare bones the industry, but. You can at least use the time to get some practice in, even if it's sending something to your mates or reading a script of on course. Zoom with your friends in, in your spare time. 
Yeah, so it's useful. Course. You don't all have to go quite as far as Ori has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't follow me. That's not the best of things to do. I yeah, I my my thing, I have no idea why I was so meticulous. It's because in. you care though. I know what you're like and you Ah, oh, and I want to get paid. That's yeah, what it is. Paid. <laughs> I want to. I want to get the advert down, or I want to be in the. I want to get the part. And the initial thing in my head is, if you don't put in a stupid amount of effort, they're not going to know you're serious. And I want to get the part. Sometimes it's, it's it's projects which are which are more passion projects. And yeah, I want to be a part of those as well. But there's no two way about it. I there's a part of me going. It's a lockdown, and everybody's trying to get this role. I need to make sure that I stand out. Mm-hmm. So I can keep afloat, and that's and I think that's 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 the the element of it. It's not just about me wanting to to just get the role, but I think that not the, I wouldn't call it desperation, but I think the urgency um, that we all have in terms of knowing where we're going to go next to work, whilst not being able yeah. to do our regular things, me being on on tour doing stand up or. Or you as well doing, uh, I mean, you were supposed to do pantos in Christmas. Well, a bit of everything. I mean, being more of an agent now, there was just every piece of work just disappeared last year for the entire year. You know, we had had clients on cruise ships that luckily weren't ones that got stuck there, but that was their entire year that's gone. We've had tours cancelled. We've had tours postponed, postponed again, postponed again. Things this morning have been postponed. The worst bit about it now is that the postponements aren't coming with a date. They aren't saying we're, sh- yeah, we're shifting we, from we yeah. end of January till March. Now it's just indefinitely postponed. So that's it's that sucks. For, it's the same for me. I don't know when, when what's going to happen and how. And I've got I've got tour dates that I've had to say yeah. look until further notice. And even on some of the dates that we have been able to reschedule, they then get postponed. So I can understand why no one's going. Yeah, and I, and yeah I, this is a date. You know, producing stuff is a risk for, for producers anyway. That's that's kind of the, the whole thing. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to say blame, but I don't cast any negative thoughts to a producer not taking a risk on something at the moment. Because how can yeah. you? You know it's going to fail because look at of the course. way everything is, you know, that yeah. the vaccine's been floated around. It doesn't mean it's going to stop. It means until everyone is, or as many people as possible that can be vaccinated, that's the point that everything can start getting back to normal. And that is months course, and yeah. months, if not years away yet. So this is the thing. We're, we're not yet, we're, because we're not by that point. If anybody decides to go, yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'm not going to take the risk. I'm not going to continue with the idea of this date. Everyone can come back. I can't fault anybody. No, so exactly. Can't fault. That was the phrase that I was looking for yeah. there, Rory, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't right. think of it. And that's and that's why my uh, self tape have to be <laughs> over the top. So because what I can possibly get, I'm trying to. So that bit at the end of a self tape email <laughs> that says, "Make sure the file size isn't too big," and you open it up, it's like 45 gigabytes worth. Okay, there we go. <laughs> what could I say? I try. I have to try and reduce it and save it as three GP files or something. <laughs> right. Let me take you into the realm of our audition submissions from the week. So those of you listening for the first time, every story that you hear has been emailed into the show by a listener or sent into our social media accounts at don't call us pod. And they happen to these people and they're confessing them to us so that we can share those moments of stress and anxiety and remind ourselves it's all right for things not to quite go to plan in uh, casting situations. Ori Styler, are you ready for me to tell you some audition nightmares this week? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's roll. 
There's a, there's a nice range of them this week as well. There's a few that were sent in uh, for last week's show that we didn't get to put on the show, so we're going to put a few of those in for you today as well. But okay. I'm going to start with a story that was sent in last night. Um, this is from an actress who... Uh, I'm just going to read it. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> okay. This I've never, I've never heard of something like this. And before we read it, this is terrible behavior by the production company. Okay. Okay. She says, I got pulled in for a reality show session for some digital TV channel in a closed nightclub in London. I don't know what channel it was actually for, but it was the most awful casting workshop session ever. It was based around student drinking games. The floor of the nightclub was really, really sticky, and that should have been a red flag if nothing else was. There were about 20 of us, and they handed us beers and shots when we went in. Honestly, it was like a freshers week on acid. Some people, clearly lads, there for the hashtag bants. Me, a proper actor, going for something I thought may be fun to be part of. Okay. They were, in fact, workshopping this brand new game show format and seeing what works for the show so they could present it to the producers. The winning team would share a big cash prize. They kept mentioning this many times. We got split down the room into boys and girls, because of course we did. And we had to do those kind of relay drinking games, like pass the balloon between our legs, necking shots without our hands with whipped cream on them for the lols. You know, the type of thing. (laughs) But the session then went a little bit more minging and turned full on into I'm a celebrity style eating challenges with fish eyes and bull's testicles. It was gross and grim. I didn't want to do any part of it, but yet again, they egged us on with the big cash prize. I was too far in now with seemingly the casts of Geordie Shore on one side and Towie the either side of me. (laughs) I gagged and retched my way through the challenges, but I couldn't do it. So I ended up just sipping a drink in the background until the end of the session. Not surprisingly, the cash prize wasn't given out at all, as it was deemed a draw. But they did give us a £10 Amazon voucher as payment. Livid. What a waste of an afternoon. That's rubbish. That is rubbish behavior. Like you said, as soon as, as soon as she walked in, and <laughs> sticky, the, sticky the floor, floor was sticky. <laughs> like I, I remember nightclubs that are like that. I can name all of them were like <laughs> tiger, tiger, liquid, envy, oh, tiger, tiger, liquid, Oceana, and envy. Oh. All, all of those kind of clubs. You already know, and the floor's sticky, but the floor is carpet, so it doesn't ever make any <laughs> sense as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, air and breathe. That was the Dartford ones. Air and breathe. Yeah, God, that's horrible. Why? Why would you run a session like that? Granted, if that's your show, fine. But she didn't seem to know about it, and she didn't seem to know the full context of what she was being asked to go in for. So communication there, I, I would, I, I just would have walked out. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I'm the same, and you, and you know what? No one, no, uh, you may. And no, you're not going to upset anybody. You're not going to offend anybody. Just leave. Just do what's yeah. best for you. And that you, as from you saw what kind of direction it was going in, bounce. Ah, not, <laughs> bounce. Yeah, yeah. Not this is. This is not for me, guys. This is, this, and that's all right. That's okay <laughs> to do. I think the power of saying no is uh, something that people are definitely learning. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't sound like it was recent. She said it in the email. It was a few years ago, but. Maybe producing okay. TV for digital channels, you know, the, the main channel with the number two or three on it at the end. Um, <laughs> with that, uh, production technique and etiquette has certainly got better, shall we say. You know? Yeah, 
I'll give it that. Yeah. I'll give it oh, that. Oh, good Lord. That, w- that would have been the worst. That's not my not my cup of tea, Ori. <laughs> and I think being being around all the people that for them it's like their opportunity to show up oh, and show out exactly in an environment where it turns into a pseudo reality show and everyone's over acting on the reality side in a club which smells like the reality stars would have been there the night before. Smells of regret. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all of that. All of that, that is, that's a big reason why I would have, I would have probably gone in there and gone. And that's not to, I don't need this. That's not to like, you know, spit in the face of anyone who does those kind of shows. Because if that's for you, that's great. But this clearly wasn't yeah. for this girl. And this clearly wasn't yeah, yeah, I agree a situation you. that uh, harbored comfort and safeguarding is a word I throw about every now and again. You know, if they're just getting people to get pissed, maybe be a bit clearer about it and just don't do it. Just don't do it. Make a different yeah. show. Make a different show. <laughs> I'm with you on that oh, one. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> we haven't really had one like that before. But that was that's uh, I'm glad we haven't had too many like that. <laughs> we we had another story in last week which I'm going to read you. Have you okay, have you ever been for a dance call, Ori? A dance call. Have you ever had to go for a show no. that you've had to dance in? And if no, if you haven't, luckily, no. how would you feel if you did? If you had to go in and like do a routine for a show. So I've convinced myself now, this is hilarious. I've actually convinced myself that um, I've gotten to an age where I can't dance anymore. And I'm trying to, like, I, don't, I don't know why I feel that way, but I, I do. Like I look at myself and I, you know when you, I remember when I was younger, like nightclubs and stuff, you, I, you couldn't stop me from dancing. <laughs> now, a little two step, a little sway to the left and the right and a couple little moves and so on. Um, but I I feel like, and I was a lot more slimmer then. Now I'm a bit more bulkier. It just I just look like a big guy trying to dance. <laughs> I've just told myself, yeah, dance is not for me. So if I get that phone call that says, yeah, come and dance, I'll I'll audition. I don't think I'm going to look as flamboyant in my actions <laughs> for it to for anyone to look like look at me and go, yeah, this guy's got moves. It's just going to look too. Well, soft. you know what you you know what you do though. You would just do your sniper pose. You'd stand there still for the whole routine. That bangs. would not happen. Sniper that pose. Would not, not happen. <laughs> and they go, oh, no that's, where that's where we know him from. That's where we know him. Never, never heard of that dancing. <laughs> that's life. where we got him in from. That's it. I've never, I'm, I, I don't <laughs> agree with guns. So I have no <laughs> idea what you mean by snipers. Never heard of that in my life. <laughs> they go, oh, he did it. He did it. Guys, he's doing it. He's doing, he's doing, he's, he's doing, doing it. it. He's doing it. And. Hey, <laughs> you've got the part. <laughs> that, in fact, Ori, that's all we needed for. And then a curtain <laughs> reveals, and you've got the entire cast of Forty Second Street behind you. Like, well, I've just brought back up. It's fine. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> yes, yes, I could. <laughs> <laughs> so we get stories about dance call auditions that didn't go to plan a lot. But yeah. I, I really like this one. It got sent in last week. Um, so here we go. Uh, I think. I think this is a girl who sent this in, uh, but I'm not sure. Um, but they say, OMG, first of all, we start with, oh my God, when we asked for a story. I had a first round dance call, never again, for a job <laughs> that I didn't particularly want. I turned up, hung over. Right, so step one, already I love this story because they're, yeah. they're going in and they already know it's going to go bad. <laughs> the room is full of dancers in Lycra so tight I can see the women's labia. They were all stretching and I audibly laughed when I walked in wearing trackers and a (laughs) T-shirt. The routine is super hard. At one point, the choreographer goes, and then do a blah, 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 some kind of dance term. And I said, oh, sorry, I I don't know what that is. 
He gets a guy he already knew from another job in the audition to show me, and I just say, okay. <laughs> when, you, when your response to, say it, to it being shown a technical dance movie is, okay, not sure this is the audition for you. <laughs> <laughs> we come to do it in groups of four. Okay. They tell us the first eight bars are solo improvisation. Ooh, God, that's the worst phrase in a dance call ever, Ori. The first time we did, I just ran a lap of the room <laughs> and then was out of breath trying wait, to wait, do wait, this wait, routine. Wait. She just she just <laughs> ran the room. <laughs> just okay, improvise. I'm just gonna have a jog. <laughs> the second time I walked over to the piano. Uh. The panel stared at me like I'd killed their grandmothers. I say, I'm ready. They start the music and I mash the piano keys randomly, then run into the space and fail at the dance all over again. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> this, what's going on with this person? <laughs> I love it. And they say, needless to say, I did not make it through to the singing round. <laughs> why, yeah, I wonder why. Why are you playing the piano? Oh, dear. This is what I love. This is what I love about making this show. Because that started off with someone being in a, in a place that they're like, ah, oh, this is probably not for me. And being hung over to, yeah. to start with as well. Then, a bit too technical. That's okay. It's okay not to be as trained or as technical as some of the people in the other audition. You're in there for your, yeah. you know, you're in there for your skill set. You don't need to validate yourself at all. That's fine. And then the layers start falling away. <laughs> I, it's the run around the room bit that cracks me. I could, I couldn't. I, <laughs> I when I used to have to go for like proper like dance musical theatre dance auditions, imp yeah. improvisation is the worst thing that you can hear. Oh, you just got 16 counts to do whatever you like. Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> it's like it's like the opposite of what you've said in with script and being free to show what you want. I don't want to show you what I can do at this point. I want you to tell me what you want to see <laughs> at this point in a dance call. I need instruction. <laughs> I need exactly what you want me to do because if you tell me to stand there, I will just do David Brent for you. And that's that's <laughs> all I've got in my locker. So yeah, it's not something that I could have done. Would you have Would you have run around, or would you have just ended up doing <laughs> doing what you said about? <laughs> I don't think I don't think the jog. I don't. It's when she started in laps, or he, or she, whoever well, it was. I don't know. I started in laps. That was that was sent into a, a previous guest who forwarded it onto me for the show. So I'm. I don't know who you were, uh, but I I thank you very much for sending that in, and you've really made me giggle. <laughs> It's the laps bit that cracked me up. All right, okay, I don't know. All right, what do I do? Dance, okay. Run. It's the laps and then the mashing of the keys. How how Jack Sparrow? <laughs> just do, I'm just going to do some improvised jazz on the piano for my 16 counts. Yeah, but we need, we need to see your dancing. Yeah, do you? Do you, though? <laughs> Do you no, you see you just don't get me if you're asking me to do those things. You don't get me. They're trying to limit my creativity. I'm run, I'm free. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh dear. Hello, Christopher here. Just interrupting the show to remind you if you have a story for us, then get it in an email as soon as you can and we will get you included anonymously in our next few episodes. Email your stories to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. That's don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Or you can slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram at don'tcalluspod. Now, back to the show with Ori Styler. Are there any auditions in your past that stand out 
of you of something happening that stuck in your mind, whether it didn't go your way or it something messed up or something just stuck in your head as being ah, that's one to remember. Is there anything from your your time auditioning for things or many many different areas of your career that that stands out? Okay, so I I didn't audition uh, when I signed to my new management. Shout out to Hannah Later Management. When I signed up, um, they gave me an audition to go to, just as more so for me to get a vibe of um, the you know the auditions that they would like to send me to, and they didn't expect me to get it, and I knew I wasn't. I was just went in there and I went to go and do it. Plus, as well, I was going on um I was going to go on a holiday to uh, I think I was going to St Lucia for a booking, but I was going to spend an extra four or five days there whilst so two days would be performing and then an extra four or five days out there that's the dream when, that's the yeah, dream gigs a, corp, a corporate ones. that commands you to be there long enough that you don't have to fly home the next day and then you go can i can you just push my flight another another week exactly <laughs> push the flight back i'll pay my hotel oh it's cheaper it's fine <laughs> this is it so I go, I go do the audition and so on i walk in just do my bit i come out i see a guy who i know is also audition he goes in as well does his bit i then go home um, and so on, and I start getting myself right, ready in my mindset to fly, and then the next day, manager goes, so you got the part? No. I said, what? Yeah, you got the part. I said, no, nah, for what? The, the audition that you wasn't supposed to get the part for, I said, <laughs> ah, well, that's good, and it was a it was a TV advert that would have been uh, a bit of Bob with a nice buyout, but obviously, I'm not cancelling on this booking to St. Lucia, Um because I just, I, no matter how much you pay me to do something else, if I've already said I'm going to do something that important to do, like uh, like flights been booked and so on, yep. I'm not going to mess them up. Ori oh, is a loyal guy. I try my best. I try. Problem is they mess me up. That event, <gasps> two days before no, 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 in no. St. Lucia, no, 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 don't. got cancelled. No. Because the company that was doing all the flights, um, they had some people fly out there, but even before everything was cancelled they, they 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 hadn't swindled swindled people they just hadn't managed everyone's money properly so loads of people that flew out there had nothing like no hotel to go there to so they were flying out with no hotel with me they tried to cancel <sighs> to, and they said they were going to send a cancellation fee this was 20 what are we 2021 so this would have been 2019 is it firefest <laughs> it was very Firefest-esque. Oh, it was very no. Firefest-esque. And guess what? I still now I've not had my cancellation. Oh, come on. Company. And you like, missed out the audition. Uh, you missed out the part. I missed out on that part oh. because I went to go for this audition that I was only going for practice for and got the part. Oh. It was, it was, it wasn't. It was me and the missus at the time were like just, uh, we were go we reasonably extended St. Lucia um because it was anniversary and that got cancelled and mate no one comes out of that well nobody comes out because you it it makes you look bad because we're gonna need to yeah we're gonna need to not continue talking about this because right (laughs) because he that promoter violated and i could and I'll let you carry on, but I'm going to say no more because I want to run up. You I can't see Ori's face, now. listeners. <laughs> I want to go to where his house is right now because he violated. Oh, that's... I mean, things get cancelled. That That's unavoidable, but this seems like it was even clearly avoidable. Even worse, for the extra flight, because it wasn't just me going, I paid no. the company... No, 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 to book the flight. 
to, it was like 800 pounds for the flight ah. going back because it's St. Lucia. So I paid that. And knowing that was going to be the extra flight for the additional person, because mine was already covered, I haven't seen that money back. Oh, violated. Come on. This company violated. And it weren't the audition's fault. The audition did me nice. I'm going to have to not talk about it because it's fine. We'll stop it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm ready to warm up the Tesla (laughs) and start. Driving over to people's houses. Oh, wow. You struck a nerve there. Okay. <laughs> so that's... Violated. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the clip I'm clipping up for the show this week. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, listeners, those of you who don't know Ori, Ori and I go way, way back. We've worked together for a long time uh, in loads of different like areas of the industry. Ori's lovely and is one of the good ones. Yes, so I try my this, best to be. If, if this happened to someone who's just a dick, eh, you know, oh well. Lori's lo- Ori's lovely. <laughs> Ori's Listen, a nice I... guy. Let's let's take that anger. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's hit you with uh, a couple of. And me oh, and I mean, this might get you fuming. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> So this next story is only a couple of lines, but having having had a performing career and yes. not living in London, travel has been part of my audition life for a long time. Okay. Ori, I know you travel around the world, or not, as the last story goes, uh, <laughs> but you travel, you're always driving somewhere, you're always going somewhere, uh, you know, normal world permitting. This, uh, this is the worst and the way that, that that whoever this was in this two sentences dealt with it, you just know that, come on, you need to be better than this. The story reads as such. I once drove five hours for a callback. I checked in, sat down, waited. Called into the room, walked in. Before I could even speak, they said, oh, we're finished casting your type. Next. And I drove five hours home. Someone, somebody, somebody would have to, someone would have to hold a punch. To the face. <laughs> That's to the terrible. Face. Nah, you can't have me drive five hours and not phone me or at least get a PA to... Come on. If, if, I, if, you, if you've called me back and I've come back to you and it's five, five hours from... Well, all right, so I'm London. That's, you're going to Newcastle. Like, you're going all the way to Newcastle. Oh. You're going to Newcastle. You get in there. You pass the Angel of the North. And then I think that's on the way to Newcastle. And then <laughs> and then you get into the room. And the worst thing there is that was a callback. So they've already got a relationship with that person or that person's agent or management or whatever. This isn't just a first round call where you can, well, you can't treat someone like that anyway. But, you know, you at least the lines of communication haven't been as established as they are. But that's a callback. And it was for a pantomime yeah. as well. So by that point, you aren't having a load of people there. Cut, not casting your type anymore. What's what's that even mean for a pantomime? Oh. rubbish! Absolutely rubbish behaviour. And yeah, I say that nah. having cast many pantomimes. Oh, that really annoyed me. I'm not going to mention the TV show, but it was one that isn't based in London, and I had to go and audition for them, and it was on my wife's birthday. This is then girlfriend, and. It was a it was one of those opportunities that you look at the brief and you go, 
that's me. That is that is me. That's not it. That's not even a part I can play. That is me. Okay. And it's a very specific show, a very specific uh, look. They wanted someone who wasn't, uh, you know, at the time I was I wasn't as big as I am now, but I wasn't athletic or anything. And okay. um, went up, traveled up. You get reimbursed. That's great. You know, you're not you're not paying anything. But I got told maybe I'd be finished by two. So I'm like, okay, well, I can get the train back down to London, be back to go out for Jess's birthday in the night. Great. No problem at all. No, 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 no. I was sat in that waiting room for nearly four hours while I was there. And looking around, like nobody looked like me. So there's me thinking, oh, it's quite, quite good if no one looks like me. And this is the brief that I'm here for. You know, you get chatting to other people in the waiting room. No one looked like me, but everyone was there for the same part as me. Everyone looked like a premiership footballer. And I was like, uh... And then I got told that the role had been rebriefed and my look was no longer what they wanted. Still went in, read it, and they went, oh, okay, thanks very much. You don't really match, but thank you. Oh, that was... Oh. And I'm like... Wasting my time. Come on, guys. It's bir birthday time is meant to be... I, c I didn't have to come all this way. Yeah, you're wasting my time. I could have been elsewhere. And even though you get reimbursed for your travel on those kind of jobs, I didn't have that money in the first place. <laughs> so, you know, mm. that's a problem. Yeah, that's 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 not great. And and also, think of the planet, guys. Come on, you don't need to have those people. This is where self-tapes come back in again, Ori. Yeah. Self-tapes, it could have been done by tape. Could have been done by tape. Um, <laughs> so we've worked, like, we've worked alongside each other for in like we, when we both worked for children's theater companies we both worked for children we did children's parties together Ori. do you remember that mm. tell me of a time when something in your past then maybe not auditions but in a performance element <laughs> sticks it I, you're laughing because you know what story i'm on about but um, <laughs> 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 is there a time in your performance career that something's gone wrong. And certainly your hosting career. Is there, <laughs> is there a, even if there's a show, a comedy mania show that you've hosted and someone's been maybe uh, not appropriate? Uh, <laughs> Come on, spill the beans. Uh, Only I if you want to. Say, Only if you want to. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. I don't think there's ever a time I can probably put down any of the comedy mania shows for anything I love, inappropriate. I love what you've built with that. I love it. Thank and, you. And I love Thank the fact that much. you've, in some form, managed to keep them going when shows were allowed in lockdown. Like it was, yeah. I, it was fantastic to see that you were. It's not just about putting a show on as a creative or a producer. You you made those people's time better, and they had a good Thank time. It, I asked you at the time, "How are you making it safe?" And you were like, "Everything's fine." And then I watched the videos. Brilliant. So hats off to you guys Appreciate and the that. team for making things happen and making things happen in a really enjoyable, safe way. Thank you very much. We try our best to to keep people entertained. Um, in terms of asking your answering your question, <laughs> I don't have. Um, I, got, I'm, I can't say anything attached with comedy mania. Good. That's good. That's good. Of, like, they've been okay. And even if the show's been rough, it's been expected rough, as in, like, <laughs> it's a comedy show. It's a you hen get a party. And, yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get those kind of rough, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> any performances, like, kids' party style performances that. This is throwing, this is throwing it back, or he doesn't do these anymore. <laughs> I don't do kids' parties anymore, no. And you know what? I, I realised when I started doing comedy and it and it really took off, it was problematic doing kids' parties because, one, the time in terms of how busy I was, and two, the amount of people that I'd go to do parties and they would recognise who I was. So it kind <laughs> of, they wouldn't yeah. be able to look at me as, as the entertainer. They'd be like, hold on, you're the, you're Ori, style it. You're that comedian. 
you're the guy who does it. And all of a sudden, the, the, the parents are now kind of, rather than look at me as just the entertainer who my focus is on entertaining, they're now jumping in a lot more, but more so wanting me to to make them laugh with comedy or make me want to make me want to do dance. Ori, Ori, uh, can you do the pose, please, Ori? Yeah, all of that. <laughs> Go stuff. on, do it. I'll put some, I'll put some garage on. <laughs> exactly. And then whilst I'm trying to focus on making sure the kids are entertained and the party's going well, they're jumping in with that, and, I, and that's why I started to realize. This is what I started to realize is I, I appreciate this. It's kind of good because they're showing me that at this point is now the time that I need to consider that maybe I need to give up on doing kids' parties. Not because I don't like them, but uh, your career's taking off in a way. Yeah, that you're working you in different avenues and they, yeah. they need to be prioritized. Exactly. And it was either ride that opportunity or or still maybe keep myself doing the kids' parties without really, really jumping into where comedy's taking me. And I, I mean, best decision I could make is to focus on what was shooting up. And that's not a putting down the kids parties oh i love doing them they were fun and they were they were great to um to keep that performance muscle stretched some people don't realize the more that you're working even if it's not directly doing comedy on stage like i do radio the more that i'm on radio the more my voice is is active the more my voice is being trained and i'm able yeah. to perform even if it's not on stage to an audience and then it's like going to the gym even if you work on just cardio but you haven't worked on your muscles in terms of any resistance you're still training and your body's getting some form of workout in other fields because it's having to focus on leg work when it comes to cardio even if you're not doing anything that's muscle yeah resistance. yeah 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 that's why i go to the so. gym yeah. <laughs> my I'm, my not gonna, I'm not gonna come i'm not body I'm not you gonna can body see me you. you can see me from shoulders up that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and you look fantastic. Very, very Dwayne the Rock Johnson I from this angle. Look, that's problematic. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jason Statham, probably a bit more, Thank you. A bit more descriptive. There we Appropriate. go. We'll go Jason there we go. Yep. <laughs> I, I look like tired dad. Okay. That's what I look tired like. Tired dad. Tired dad whose house gets smaller by the day when the toddler gets older by the day. <laughs> that's a real thing, isn't it? Oh, oh yes, it really, yes, it really is. Uh, I haven't got kids, so one uh, one day I'll I'll know. But for now, I'm going to try and hold on to sanity. <laughs> um, but you're right. But yeah. that's a really that's a really good point of saying that. I know. I'm going to sorry. I'm going to let you carry on now. No, but no, you're right. Fine. That's if nothing more than practicing your skill set, the more you perform. Your, your vocal stamina, certainly with the radio, that's going to help you with comedy. That's going to help you with stand up. Oh, that's going to help you with presenting time. and your podcasting. But also. You're absolutely right. You look at, you know, you look at musical theatre actors in, under no normal circumstances. And this is why kids yeah. party entertainment is always it's always poo pooed. And I, I, it really shouldn't be. I know so many people that make a really decent side hustle living from being princesses at parties. Yeah, it's true. And going, week, you're week, performing yeah. to people and you might be singing some copyright free music. Maybe it is Disney. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that is... You know, you're singing people. You're bringing something to life. It is performance. And that might well be the first, pe the people in the parties, you know, if they're young children, their first ever performance. And that's exactly, awesome. Exactly. So when it came to, so when it comes to now me doing um, one of the kids parties, I dress up like characters that people see on television. Batman, Superman, Ben 10, Peppa Pig, all those kind of characters. We've all been in I the Peppa Pig costume. That Peppa Pig costume Mate. was a nightmare. Mate. That was a sweaty nightmare. In the winter, it wasn't as bad. But in the <laughs> summer, when they said, Peppa, do you want to come outside and and with the kid and 
take all the pictures with the kids and the kids are crying their eyes out because this outfit is is morbidly scary. It's not the Peppa Pig who's cute. That looks like it's about the size of a of a Coke bottle. <laughs> it's Peppa Pig that's the size of like Godzilla. I don't know, a, yeah, a transformer. <laughs> and you're <laughs> the kids are screaming their heads off and the parents are forcing the kids to be by there so they can get that picture of Peppa Pig torturing the kids. Yeah, those are the characters I had to dress up as. And there was a one time it was a it was an outfit, it was a Spider-Man outfit. Now for those who don't know, um, I'm black. Just get that one out of the way there quickly. <laughs> I'll edit that out. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the context. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, 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 the context of this. Now, this was before Miles Morales was a popular character in Marvel. In Marvel, um, see, in we, Marvel, but we know, world. we know because that's our vibe. We know because yes. that's our world. There you go. So for we, me, we we knew that Miles was about 10 years ago. Come on. Right? Catch up, world. <laughs> They've only <laughs> just because they're into the Spider-Verse. So now I'm wearing this outfit and I'm supposed to be Peter Parker's Spider-Man. And if you don't know this, he's white. I'm black. So I'm wearing the outfit. And what I'm, as I feel like, because everyone knows Spider-Man outfits is you're completely covered. But that's if you can afford that outfit. And that's if you are slim and slender. And I'm quite a bulky guy. So Spider-Man's quite slim, slender, tall, uh, and can move around. Very, very much like the dancing we was talking earlier on. Me being quite big, putting on some of these outfits, right? Uh, parts of me wasn't completely covered, like my neck, for example. Uh, or maybe the, the, the sleeves might be short on the wrist. And kids notice these things <laughs> oh, and have no no worries or issues about highlighting the inconsistencies in their beliefs of who you are or who you are not. So I go, I go to this kid's party. I dress up and I'm like Spider-Man. I come out into the room. I do some big entrance and this big kid goes, you're not Spider-Man and runs to his mum. Mummy, that's not Spider-Man. And he comfortably says out loud, mum, that's not spider Look at his neck. His neck is black. That's not him. Middle of this party. And the funny thing was, because I turned it into a joke where I exaggerate this part onwards. The hilarious thing was, is hearing all the other parents try to explain to him why I actually <laughs> am Spider-Man. No, no, no. He's had a tan. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, no, he's... Like it just gets more racist as time goes along. Oh now. My this is God. this is where a guy everyone should just shut up and just let, let ignore the kid and don't try to do no, it is him. It's just somebody else who's who's yeah, yeah, who's yeah. taking his place and no no, he's just been on holiday. No, no, darling, darling, that. shut up and enjoy the party, please. <laughs> yeah. That would have been better if they were doing that. It's when they were trying to explain it to the kid. Stand up or for Spider-Man. This is oh. <laughs> Stand up for him. So I thought it was a campaign, like stand up for Spider-Man. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh. yeah, but the Americans have adopted it into a very different meaning, so we won't go exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just that was probably the most embarrassing because <sighs> I knew how deflated the kids were, knowing I'm not the real Spider-Man. So when we're trying to do musical statues, and they're looking <laughs> at me going, "Yeah, we don't believe you. <laughs> You're not the real guy." 
Some oh, of them trying to uh, tempt, like, tell me, if you're the real, real Spider-Man, shoot some web. And I'm saying, I'm, I can't. I'm not allowed to because it could hit an adult. Oh, you fine, def fine. Definitely can't do that at a kid's party. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. That's very I nice will tie you to that. that chair if you don't shut up about Spider-Man's race, okay? Do you mind? <laughs> now, Tommy, you're going to lose this. With the kids. <laughs> they should have done that with the kids. At least with the one that kept making the most At least noise. your face was covered and you could have you yeah. tried to hide your anger <laughs> or just like <laughs> slowly tripped him up every time he tried to run past you doing musical cheer. oh he fell again did oh, there's you been oh. times, there's been times you want to but obviously you can't because you know you've got to keep that crb in check <laughs> at the time there's times you really want to because they really know they do things like they, they come and attack you it's very physical theater for them they, they get involved it's pantomime uh big time they actually get involved physically by running up to you and wanting to attack you and and kicking you around. Yep. And, uh, as a as a friend of Father Christmas, should we say, um, I've had that before where all of a sudden somebody jumps on you at the, t the times where children would be thrust upon you by their parents and Santa, yeah. Santa's voice suddenly got quite high because of where they landed. So that was... Uh, yeah, I've had that. That's I've painful. That. That's, Ori, Ori and I worked as Santa and an elf once. You, yes, you, I you think definitely tag teams as an elf, the elf a few times. I think I, so. think I was the elf, wasn't I, in this one? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, same, the same kid the was coming and we knew it was going to problem. <laughs> the same kids were turning up, so I had to be the elf this time. <laughs> just just for that one kid. Just for that one kid, though. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, we knew that kid Tommy was going to turn oh, up again. So, yeah. Guys, it's just, just for him. Yeah. <laughs> Why Spider-Man, Santa? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them coming over here and taking all of our mystery <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, dear. Well, that was... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Oh, dear. But the, the, my, my experience with you is that you're such a hard worker and you're such... Like I said, you're loyal and you're so... I, I don't use the word perfectionist, but you care so wonderfully about everything that you do. That Thank you. Going back to a story like that just shows you... And our listener is exactly the kind of person you are. You're such, you, you you care about the party being good, so you kept you know you kept your character up. Whereas normally, I think anyone else would have in, in that, that very specific situation, <laughs> absolutely rightly would have gone. Would have stormed nah, out. Nah, I'm, I'm off. Spider Man's yeah. got stuff to save. Sorry, here's your present. Jog on. <laughs> Get yeah, better friends. And you, and it, I'm not gonna lie, it did feel like I wanted to do that, but just charge nah. them twice. Uh, hopefully, they give you a really big tip. <laughs> I think I've had a few guilt, a few guilt tips from when the kids have like That's attacked. The, come on, man! That's when when they've like jumped on you and and they've beaten you up and so on, or and then you can, <laughs> you're physic you're physically hurt, physically hurt. But <laughs> we don't normally do performance based stories, but I knew you'd have one. <laughs> <laughs> I do know, or I certainly remember bits of the Spider-Man story around the time that it will have happened and we worked together, but people need to hear that because A, it's terrible behaviour by the parents and the children, but B, the way you handled it, just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to. The party <sighs> must go on, the illusion must Oh, no, no if I was in your situation, mask off going, oi, right, wait a second, and then go and get your Mars Morales stuff out and go, this is why it works. Yeah, I could have done that, you know. I should have done that, really. <laughs> Look, wait until 2019. There will be a film where he will be the cooler one. D do you know what? Someone book me for a kid's party now and then try and try pull that foolishness with me right now. 
I'll take my hair out as well. I'll let it be in a little <laughs> afro. Yeah, man. You would never tell me I'm not Spider-Man. You would actually believe it's me. Yeah. You've beefed up now as well, so you wouldn't tell you anything. So it's <laughs> This is it. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. I've had it with... Oh, uh, the, they... Everybody at uh, Just Kids parties, I loved them to death, you know, when it came to them sending me to these parties. And I loved how they were just so... Ori, you can go and do it absolutely fine. Good, good with, mindset. In, in attitude. Absolutely fine. In, but, but, but there were times I was like, are you sure? Yeah, of course you can. This is great. Yeah, they want... Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, they want Batman. And uh, I don't know if the illusion... <laughs> Is going to be kept up. Even more than Spider-Man, I think they're going to know I'm not the Cape Crusader. <laughs> Why? I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, the, world, right. the world wasn't quite ready for that for kids' parties. <laughs> they are now. Everyone, everyone will be fine after this because you tried turning down the kids' entertainer when they've been out of work for two years. Oh, that man. kids' entertainer uh, isn't going to have any chill. <laughs> they're not oh, gonna have any you, you're having this all right and you're gonna pay double thank you very much because the prices me, have I gone up be, there's not a character you couldn't tell me not to be there is not a character <laughs> you could tell we booked the terminator trump? for our kids party <laughs> <laughs> trump yeah boris even <laughs> oh, good afternoon ladies and gentlemen it's me boris all of you at this uh party are uh, my children uh because i've had uh many wives so it's <laughs> i've got the wig over there as well why have you got really Boris Wick? Because I do his voice. Okay. I, so I just did it for... <laughs> Kids Good parties. afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This, <laughs> we're getting through this together if we look out for each other as the great British public. <laughs> just know we're going to get through this. Uh, I've promised all of the children I'm in contact with that we're going... I could, I could do this all day. I don't know why. <laughs> I put up I put up a video I put up a video on my and Instagram were fine with it it was my Facebook that they you had everybody how disrespectful of you oh, come on. imitating Boris and and stuff and how dare you you can't just follow instructions and so on and and it was because it was a video that was if uh, go to work but don't go, don't to, go work to work unless it's necessarily <laughs> unnecessary go to work but stay home unless you have to. Go to the shop, but don't shop unless you can't. And eat, but don't eat to eat food that you haven't bought unless it's from work. And I was just taking the myth. <laughs> when I tell you that triggered <laughs> so many people. Facebook it, is I, a cesspit. It, it fully is. And it's great, though, because um, I realized sometimes we, we, sometimes we power up on the tears of, of, of those uh, right wings. <laughs> People getting really upset about stuff. I like it's a beautiful thing, and I don't mean just general right wings. I mean the ones that are far right, the ones that you cannot, you cannot question anything to do with conservatism, and they get upset if so much as you look like you're not even supposed to have any questions to ask and should be happy to be here. Ah, oh, those are beautiful. There's, they're the ones. I know them. I know a lot of. I've got a lot of friends in America, and. It's been it's been interesting this last couple of months uh, finding that block button for people I never thought I'd find the block button for, <laughs> and you just think, guys, do you know what you're saying? <laughs> do, yeah. Oh. Do you know what you're saying? And just read it again tomorrow and uh, and realize. But you can't. You can't. Anyway, we don't. We don't <laughs> get too political on this on the show. But uh, tomorrow, as we record this, is the day before hey! Joe Biden's inauguration, and I cannot wait.
So the last story I'll tell you for this week. <laughs> this is a perfect example of A, overthinking it, but B, overthinking it when you are a child. So okay. when you're a child going for auditions, that's a stressful time. And it's a time you overthink things. And it's a time that you just go with it. And you go because you think, oh, this is a great idea. This is definitely what I should do. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it almost backfires, but in a different way. Oh, <laughs> I love this. He says, when I was a kid, like maybe 12... We got told that a casting scout was coming to my youth theatre group to audition us for a new TV show. They wanted to cast a bunch of new kids for this new children's adventure drama. Our group leaders were excited for us. They gave us a big chat of what it would entail and said, if we had any questions about the audition, then we should ask them. Okay. Being new there and having only joined the classes the week before... I wanted to make a really good impression and show just how talented I was. So I went home excited and I had an idea. My mum was a really big fan of soap operas at the time and she never missed an episode of any of them. So I decided to spend my best part of my week writing an imaginary episode to perform for the scouts. I chose one where I could play all the parts because that would impress them more, right? And I got my mum to rehearse with me. I used props and accents and wigs. Well, all the accents were a bit Dick Van Dyke Cockney because it was based in EastEnders and had about 20 <laughs> seconds of scene in total and even left the scene on what I thought was a cliffhanger. I turned up on the Saturday so confident in myself and patiently waited my turn in the waiting room. Okay. Time kept going by and by and by the time I was called in, they'd pretty much ran out of time for the morning. So they got me to read a quick dialogue they'd prepared. Well, what about the script I've prepared? I said. I've written a whole scene for you. Oh, don't worry about that, darling. We've seen what we need, they kindly said. Well, not taking no for an answer, I decided I was going to go straight into performing it with all of my cockney might. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't letting them see me without performing the script that I've written. I did the scene, both as Phil and Grant Mitchell, he says. I finished... They look utterly baffled and I said, now you've seen what you need and left and walked out. <laughs> Over cocky for a 12 year old? Maybe. A bit rude? Not really, but I wasn't letting my hard work go to waste. Obviously, I did not get recalled any further. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, I love it. I love the chutzpah of a 12 year old kid going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a play for you. I'm going to show you just how good I am. They didn't have any special effects like you do, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you done that. The 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 cockiness is I call it assertion. At twelve, I can't call it cockiness. <laughs> it's assertion and ambition. Oh. he said, "I'm going to do this. Yeah, and I'm going to write. I'm going to write a whole soap, and you're going to love this. And even if you don't love it, you're not going to know why. That you're not going to know <laughs> why this is great because you're stupid. And it's that kind of confidence that a twelve-year-old shouldn't have." but should at the same time when it comes to things like auditions to some degree. I love the fact sense. that he was just so ready to go, no, you are going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> My time is valid. Thank you very much. <laughs> How, he so sweet. <laughs> oh, he might have been a dick. I don't know. I'm just giving him a sweet voice. <laughs> <laughs> Although the person who sent it in is a lovely person. So I'll say that. Okay. Fair <laughs> <deal>. <laughs> Um, Ori, 
every time we finish the show, we always ask our guests, in an audition situation, what would your audition addition be? This could be something that's either really useful or maybe a bit more silly or a bit f more fun to improve the process for you or the casting team. Is there anything that you'd like to add to the process, your audition addition, to make everything a bit more enjoyable? My audition addition to make things a bit more enjoyable in terms of the audition process, right? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Treat yourself afterwards was a good one, I thought, that we had a few weeks ago. So if you, w whether you've done well or not, just treat yourself to a chocolate bar or something. Just make sure you're not like a dog and a treat, but reward yourself after going in, because even going in for an audition or taping for something is a hard process to do, especially at the moment. Is there anything that springs to mind that you go, do you know what? That's, a, that's something that you would really enjoy. That is a good question. That treat myself afterwards may have been the direction I would have gone, not with food, but with something small, like um, like a if like a, even if it's just like a t-shirt or a or a hat or something like th an item that you can invest in yourself for the next audition as part of your outfit or just part of your wardrobe. So you, you plug in your merch. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, no, I'm not plugging. My <laughs> I'm you not plugging my merch. <laughs> nah, I mean, just go to like a H&M and buy yourself a, um, a five pound T-shirt that you, that's your way of saying, well, you got through this, well done. If you get the audition, if you get the part from the audition, then you're going to be able to cover that T-shirt back. You get if the full outfit if you get the part, if not just a sock. So you could do, <laughs> it's just one, not even the pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> if, you get, if you get the part, then at least you know you've covered the cost of that T-shirt. If you don't get the part, don't worry about it. At least it was only maybe a fiver, but you've been able to give yourself something that cheers you up after. And you could use it to go in and wear it for your next audition. Exactly, well. yeah. That's I like that. That's, I like that. And I don't think anyone's been as proactive and thought ahead when we do our audition editions before. That's quite a think, good idea, yeah, think I for think. The, think for the next one. I always try and go in on an audition knowing that I haven't got it not because I'm, I'm not to spare myself the disappointment, but uh, to keep myself still free and hungry for if the next one comes tomorrow and I have to go and get myself ready for that one. If I do, then at least I haven't got my mind stuck on, oh, I got the one yes yesterday. I know I smashed it. You go, oh, well, that one's, I haven't heard anything back. I haven't got it onto the next one and let's push forward for the next one because I can't change anything about the last one apart from a hope that I had, did get it and wait. But I don't yeah. want to be that person that waits without actively going whilst waiting. Let me put that same effort and energy into the next one. Mm. I like that. I think that's a really, obviously, when one can go to the shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> all, of, all of our show is about if everything was normal. <laughs> yeah, if the world was open. And we know we're not right there right now. But you know what I mean. Guys. Raid Primark afterwards. That's what you... <laughs> <laughs> Can't shop online with them, so yeah, you no, might. Well do that. Don't don't even start. Don't even. <laughs> and that was this week's show with the brilliant Ori Styler. He's a gem, and I absolutely adore the guy. And I'm so pleased that we got him on the show finally. We've been trying to get Ori on the show for literally months, but he is such a busy guy, broadcasting all over the shop and performing well when lockdown allowed. 
<laughs> performing stand-up all over the place. Uh, I adore him, and hopefully, if this is your first encounter with lovely Ori, you will too. If this was your first episode of the show, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because we have 30-plus hours of free entertainment for you to listen to with performers from Broadway, from the West End, from stand-up comedy, TV, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Any performer that's ever auditioned is welcome to get involved with the show. And we have some cracking people coming on the show in the next few weeks, including loads of people from the West End, some producers, some casting directors as well, so that we can get lots of different uh, viewpoints from when auditions go wrong. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you tag us on Twitter or Instagram at Don't Call Us Pod. Encourage your friends to listen. Pop onto the iTunes store, Apple Podcasts, and uh, give us an old five-star review and a little uh, little couple of comments. It really helps us be found by other people. And if you'd like to support the show financially, you can do so by going to ko-fi.com slash don't call us pod. Check the show notes. All the links are there. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Stay indoors. And remember... Don't call us, we'll call you. Bye-bye! If you've enjoyed this episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, then you can now support the show by buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod. That's ko-fi-coffee.com slash don't call us pod. Thank you very much for supporting the show. We hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes.